Hey guys, Bill here, Will Brinson of CBS Sports, frequent contributor to the show. We'll be talking all about the Patrick Mahomes contract and his future in a minute. First, I had a couple things I wanted to mention. First off, talk about ESPN Daily, the exciting daily podcast from ESPN. Talking about the biggest news in sports five days a week, currently hosted by Mina Kimes, but in the near future will be hosted by Pablo Torre. So whether you like Mina, whether you like Pablo, whether you like just learning about sports, it is the show to listen to five days a week. So subscribe to ESPN Daily. And of course, if you don't subscribe to the Bill Barnwell Show, wouldn't mind if you did that as well. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there is no competition. And right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a Jets Pizza location near you. Again, try Jets Signature 8-Corner Pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, on to the show with Will. All right, as promised, joining us, one of the most frequent contributors to the show, Mr. Podcast, I might say. I feel like the most active football podcaster in the industry. Would you feel that way if I coined that phrase for you, Mr. Will Brinson? Uh, thank you, Bill. I'm going to add that to uh, the back cover of my non-existent book, Most Active Podcast. Maybe I'll... Um... I'll find a way to put that on like the the the, the, the jacket cover of our podcast album. Uh, yeah, that's all, I, I probably I'm probably up there. I think Ross Tucker would give me a run. I don't know if he's daily, but he has like seven podcasts. Um, I mean, I chased Mina Kimes off these streets. Yeah, you did. <laughs> she quit podcast for for that reason. I think not only did she yeah. chase her off this show, but chased her off podcast altogether. Or, well, no, I think she's still doing her football, her, her Lenny show. But, I mean, she also went to television. So, uh, I may have lost that. that, that. No, it wouldn't really have happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, Chris Long does a lot of podcasting. It's true. But he's not daily. How uh, many, yeah, maybe. How many maybe. emergency podcasts do these people do? Yeah, uh, zero. Although, I, I will note that um, I think your old boss, Bill Simmons has started using the phrase emergency podcast. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I'm not saying we coined him. I just, you heard, you hear it in the lexicon a little bit more than maybe you did a few years ago. And I just, you know, I wonder, I'll give all credit to my boss, uh, Eric K who coined the term, I, I think coined the term first emergency podcast and had us like, he's like, look, you know, something big happens, fire up the podcast. Like we did when Patrick Mahomes signed his contract. Uh, although at the time it had been, you know, there were reports circulating, because, you know, the problem with doing an emergency podcast with a contract is that, you know, several hours later, there's usually details about about the financials. And I think when we recorded it, we sort of thought there might be a salary cap thing tied to it. And instead, that turns out not to be the case. Well, it turns out that's how contracts work. We saw multiple reports. There were, you know, first the report of the contract happening, and then we saw some money figures, a lot of stuff, a lot of, you know, different sorts of information. And I think in the long run, it seems like we kind of got to the right place, right? This is Patrick Mahomes signing with the Chiefs for a lot of money. And if he plays out the entire contract, it'll be over $500 million, a, a you know, a big round number that you don't normally hear when it comes to NFL contracts. So today, uh, Will and I are going to talk about, you know, sort of not only just this contract, but also, um, you know, kind of what it means for other people and other teams in the league, and then get to some uh, Patrick Mahomes career props later in the show. But Will, let's start with this. I mean, obviously, I don't need to get into Patrick Mahomes' resume, but in, in terms of this concept of, of giving Patrick Mahomes 12, uh, you know, basically a 12-year contract for over $500 million with a guarantee structure, or what, what was the term that was going about, going around? 
when it got released? Uh, the you mean in terms of like the salary cap percentage or like the the weird guarantee. the guarantee term that we hadn't heard before? Uh, what was it called? I, I I know what you're talking about. I you know I'll be honest, Bill. Like I sort of I didn't check out on this. Like I mean, it was a big deal. It's Patrick Mahomes' country, but it was like you know they could tell me like we said on the show. It's like they could give us if if somebody was like. We're giving them a billion dollars over 10 years. They'd be like, well, yeah, sure. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, whatever you want to give them. Uh, guarantee uh, guarantee well, mechanism was the term. Yes, guaranteed mechanism. That's right. I assume people who are listening know that it means that the guarantees do – you have to guarantee the money the year prior. Yes. So in other words, like you have to activate the guarantee for 2028 in, on the, what, the third league year – third day of the league year in 2027, right? Yes, first half of the contract is two years in advance, and then the second half of the contract appears to be one year in advance. But still, a year ahead, Patrick Mahomes is getting his base salary and his roster bonus is guaranteed. So, well, I'm going to start with this. I mean, in terms of that structure, in terms of the money, do you have any objections to what the Chiefs did with this contract? Uh, no, not at all. I, you know, I honestly, I think when you look at it, Bill, that, I mean, I don't know if we want to call it team friendly. I mean, I don't know where we stand on that. And I guess we can sort of dive into that, but um, I, I was a little, I'll say this. I was a little perplexed. Actually, I'll take it back. Here's, here's what I would say as it relates to the chiefs doing this deal is that I, I would, I guess I was a little surprised that if they felt the need that they gave them 10 years and extended 10 years, not a reworked reworked the first, the last two years of the rookie contract and the fifth year option. And then add on eight more years. It's an actual 10 year extension that doesn't kick in for two years. It feels to me like a little bit unnecessary because you now, like, we don't know what the salary cap is going to be like in 2021. Sure. That would be my primary concern if I'm the chiefs and they just didn't adjust his cap hit from $24.8 million. Like that's just, it. I mean, I, if I were them, I would have found some kind of way to, to mitigate that cap hit in 2021, knowing that it's possible the cap stays flat or the cap comes down. And I don't, I don't know if I really get the need to have no dead money for Patrick Mahomes from 2025 to 2031. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like I, it feels, it felt like it was unnecessary at this point in time in a pandemic uh, with him having two years left on his deal to give him this contract when I would almost prefer to negotiate something maybe next year. Mm -hmm. I, I know you don't want to get him into the franchise tax state, you know, portion of the program, but it just felt like as much as you need to reward Patrick Mahomes and, and you should after, you know, three seasons in the league and a Super Bowl and an MVP, did you really need to give him 10 years right now? Yeah. I mean, it's a, a fair question. Um, you know, this is a contract structure that we haven't seen really in 20 years. Um, I would think the last time, an NFL quarterback or any NFL player, I guess, got a 10-year extension would have been uh, Brett Favre and Drew Bledsoe in 2001. And, well, Brett Favre lasted, what, six years on that extension before he retired? And mm -hmm. Drew Bledsoe was no longer on the Patriots 12 months later. Um, I don't think that's going to happen with Patrick Mahomes, but, you know, I mean, the Chiefs are making a a really staggering commitment here. And, and if Patrick Mahomes did get hurt or if Patrick Mahomes was, uh, you know, for some reason dropped off dramatically, which I, again, I'm hoping he doesn't get hurt and I have no reason to think he's going to suddenly get bad. I mean, there is risk in this deal. It's not like it's just, you know, Hey, we have this great player under contract for a decade it, it, for 12 years. It's, you know, what happens if you get to 2027 and he is, you know, God, I don't and any comparison I'm going to make here is going to be bad, but let's say he's, you know, 80% of what he is now, and he has a $60 million cap figure in 2027, uh, or $60 million in cash, I should say, in 2027. I mean, that's scary to guarantee a year in advance. So I, I just think, you know, there is, I, I would have done it. You know, I, I think if I, this were my choice, I think I would have taken it if I were the Chiefs, because it is, you know, you get those relatively friendly first three years where the, the cap is under $30 million. You get really, um, even the first six years of this contract are, you know, a little over $30 million a year, which is pretty great. And then the last six years are expensive, but I think you're hoping that even if you have that short-term cap concern where the cap does go down in 2021, you're hoping, I guess, that those final, 
you know, uh, what, six years and $294 million are, are coming in a situation where the cap is much higher because of the TV deals. And if that's the case, Patrick Mahomes is, you know, second half of this contract, which sounds like a ton of money right now, might not actually be a ton of money when th- everything's all said and done. Yeah, that's what I don't get either. Is I I would not have, and again, I, I guess I'm sort of struggling to find the motivations from each side why you would want to do a deal this long when there's so much unknown, and not just in the current climate with you know COVID nineteen and coronavirus, you know, like continuing to surge. And I mean, we're sitting here. I get. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're the same way, but like I get asked at least once a day by you know, somebody in my personal life, like what, what percent chance do you think football is being played, man? You, you know, I'm like, well, first of all, I don't, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like 75% NFL and it's, it's not going up by the day. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be college football played. It, it just, so it's like, if what, it just feels like an unnecessary commitment at this point in time with TV deals looming. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like it just, it just, I just don't understand the motivations from either side to do this long of a deal that, that provides so much uncertainty down the road. I mean, you're talking about, you know, the, the guy through his 35 year old season. I mean, it's, it, it, 2031 is a long time from now. <laughs> it is. It really is. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe the knee injury, you know, my home suffered last year. Maybe that gave him some cause for concern. Maybe, maybe it made him think, Hey, you know, just in case let's get this contract while, you know, we can still feel pretty good about it and have that sort of structure where we know it's going to be tough for them to cut me, um, which is strange to say for a guy who, you know, is on a Hall of Fame track after two years. But that's really what the structure of the contract is built around, the idea that it's going to be difficult for the Chiefs to cut him if they are, are decide they decide that they want to move on from him. Um, and from the Chiefs' side, I mean, you know, uh, this this organization is not that far removed from Matt Castle at quarterback and... Um, hey, he was a, a pro, pro bowler, Matt Castle. He I was. Uh, I think we're going to file that away with the Mitch Trubisky uh, 2019 Pro Bowl uh, appearance and, and questionable decisions from the Pro Bowl selection committee about who to use in the Pro Bowl. But you got the idea. I mean, this is a organization that is not far removed from questionable quarterback play, especially in the pre-Andy Reid era. So, you know, I, I wonder if this is just, hey, like, you know, we can all sit here and – feel confident that if we want to, we're going to have this guy until 2031. And, you know, it's probably a little, uh, you know, outside the box and a little longer than anything we've seen in recent time. But realistically, I mean, how many of the people who, you know, got this deal done are going to be in this organization by the time we get to 2027 or 2028? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing too, Bill, is that, and I don't, I don't want to take away from Patrick Mahomes in at all. I mean, he is, you know, like I, it's very early in his career, but if he were to continue on this pathway, and we'll talk about that a little bit down the road, I mean, he could easily be the single greatest player in NFL history. It's not far-fetched uh, for him to, for him to be that. I mean, he could also be, you know, I say this just, he could just be Aaron Rodgers, you know, wins the Super Bowl early in his career, gets close, has suffered some heartbreaking defeats down the stretch and, uh, you know, maybe doesn't win another one. Now, it, to that to, to that point is like Andy Reid is uh, is just turned sixty two years old, right? He is is he going to coach until he's seventy two? And if without Andy Reid, is Patrick Patrick Mahomes the same? Because I firmly believe that if the Bears had drafted Patrick Mahomes at number two, and then the Chiefs had traded up and taken Mitchell Trubisky at number ten, that Patrick Mahomes on, on Chicago after a year with John Fox and you know then. I guess getting Matt Nagy uh, to come over would be a uh, enigmatic quarterback who provided tons of highlights, but also threw a bunch of interceptions. And we're sort of wondering, can he put it together? Uh, Whereas if Mitchell Trubisky had a year to learn behind Alex Smith and under Andy Reid, and then was able to step in with this offense and these weapons and that play caller and that coaching staff, that he'd probably be like a pro bowl, maybe, maybe just a replacement pro bowl guy, but a pro bowl caliber player, I guess he already is. But you get the point. Like, I think circumstances do matter. Of course. And with this deal, you're banking that Andy Reid will coach until he's 74 or that Mahomes would be good enough that somebody can take over for Andy Reid when he's 70 and, and finish out the final years of that deal. And that just makes it tough. I mean, Brett Veach, the idea that any general manager 
in the NFL is going to be with an organization for the next 12 years, that's a pretty big leap to take. I mean, you're, you know, even, you know, you can point to the Patriots, like they pulled it off, but Belichick just consolidated, consolidated that much power. I mean, you know, even his GM, Scott Pioli left and, you know, went somewhere else. I mean, you have Nick Casario was about to leave for the Texans. There's just going to be natural attrition in an organization. So the idea, I guess it creates a long-term stability for those guys, but it is, it is hard to imagine that all of these pieces will be in place for that long. And additionally, you know, I don't think Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill will be on the, the, the Chiefs in 2031. Do you? I would be skeptical. And I think that's something we have to talk about in terms of how this is going to impact the Chiefs down the line. Um, for, I want to ask you this question, actually, before we get to that. Um, in terms of Andy Reid, if Andy Reid decided tomorrow, hey, I'm leaving Kansas City, I, I'm free <laughs> to go anywhere, and I'm going to take the highest possible offer in a blind auction, you know, for a head coaching job. Everyone submit your offers. You have to fire your coaches, whatever. How much do you think Andy Reid deserves to get on the open market if he were a coaching free agent? Ooh. Um, I'll say $15 million a year. Yeah. I mean, if you have a, a young quarterback, if you were the Bengals, and you have Joe Burrow with the first overall pick, and you could sign Andy Reid. I get 10% of the team to come in there and coach Joe Burrow. Like, it's – I mean, and this is not taking anything away from Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes is an awesome player, and I do think that he would be successful pretty much anywhere he went. He would not be maybe the at the same level he's at, but I think, you know, he is in the best possible situation to succeed and has, you know, lived up to an incredibly high ceiling. But – if you could get Andy Reid to coach your young quarterback, that that's got to be worth at least fifteen million dollars a year. I mean, it seems like it should be even more. You know how much how much these teams spend on wide receivers, how much they spend on you know pieces to help, how much they spend on mediocre coaches to to you know for Adam Gase. You know, I mean, it, it's it, it it's not incalculable, but it, it feels like it's a staggering sum of money, especially when you consider that it doesn't count against the salary cap. Yeah, I agree completely. I know you made this case, um, gosh, probably I guess it was many years ago because it was Jim <laughs> Harper. You know, it's like why it's smart teams should be paying more for coaches. Like, don't skimp on your coaching because a you're a billionaire, and b as you point out, like it doesn't count against the salary cap. There's a that's a money ball tactic, right? You don't have to. You can spend on your coaching, and and it doesn't affect your ability to put together a roster. Now, if you're, if you're a cheap billionaire, maybe it makes you, you know, cheap. Maybe it makes you skimp a little bit on, on, on your roster. That that's a silly move. If you want to win Super Bowls. But the point being is, you know, these guys are always trying to find the net, like just, just go pay Andy Reid. Just call, call Andy Reid, call the chiefs and be like, I'll give you two first round picks and, uh, and $20 million and Andy will give you $15 million a year. You're coming to Cincinnati. And he would go there and the Bengals would probably win the division in the first year because he's that good of a coach. I think, Andy Reid is going to be, and this is why, you know, I don't, I don't, again, I don't mind giving Patrick Mahomes a ton of money. Um, I think Andy Reid is going to be the Phil Mickelson of football, meaning that it took Phil Mickelson a very long time to win his first major. And he was always scrutinized. Oh, Phil's best guy ever to win one. Oh, I just can't close. And that's how Andy Reid's been for years. I mean, he's coached for, he coached 20 years in the NFL as a head coach before he finally won a Super Bowl, even though it was widely recognized that he's one of the best to ever do it. And I think with Mahomes now locked up at his age, with how much fun Andy Reid is having as a head coach, with the monkey off his back for the Super Bowl, I think he could really rip off like three or four Super Bowls in the next 10 years. Well, we're going to get to that exact topic in a little bit when we get to the prop bet column of the or prop bet section of this podcast. But what I want to ask you, Will, about this this Chiefs team is this. You talked about this a little bit a minute ago. In terms of the long, the medium term, not the long term, the medium term with this team, we know Patrick Mahomes' cap number is going to go up. It's not enormous for the next couple of years, but it is going to go up in 2022. In 2023, it really takes a spike and then goes from there. So if you're the Chiefs, given your current roster construction, given where you spent money, where do you think they're going to take a step backwards and sort of uh, spend less at what position or what side of the ball or, or anything that comes to mind for you as, you know, this is something they get to have now that they won't get to have once Patrick Mahomes gets more expensive. Well, I mean, for, for starters, you have to look at Chris Jones and wonder 
Will the Chiefs in the next uh, – we're recording this one on Thursday, July 9th. Will the Chiefs manage to uh, find a way to get you know, Chris Jones under contract before the July 15th deadline? You know, I, I would lean no just because it's getting late. But I also sort of wonder if like, they did the Mahomes deal. I mean, Chris Jones is fully aware that Mahomes got a contract. And they didn't have to do a Mahomes deal right now. They could have waited another year. They, and, and I get it that the leverage is different for an interior defensive lineman uh, versus, you know, a, a quarterback of Mahomes' stature. But Chris Jones was awesome in the Super Bowl. He's one of the big reasons that they, that they, that they won the Super Bowl. Uh, but presumably they will have to be, you know, skimp on defense a little bit. When you double and triple and quadruple and uh, whatever tenfold is, when you tenfold <laughs> down, double down on, on, on Patrick Mahomes, you know, with that contract, you're inherently saying, okay, we're going to have to spend probably a little bit less on defense. Now, I do think that, you know, you can take Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew, and you can build around them. But one of the things that I think you'll see them do is, is try to get younger, quicker on defense and to, to improve in that, in that avenue. Additionally, I think, and you're sort of already seeing this from them, you know, this is uh, we, we, smart teams develop players draft players before they need them to be ready, right. you know? And I think you'll see that. I think we saw that with McCall Hardman, who's yeah. a second-round pick in 2019. I, I don't think he'll replace Tyreek Hill. But, you know, Jamie Watkins probably not, not long for Kansas City. And then with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, they take him in the first round this year. A, a lot of people are taking him in, in – in, like Dynasty, he's the no-brainer number one. But a lot of people are taking him really early in, in single-season fantasy uh, drafts. I would caution folks a little bit on that because if you look at what Andy Reid did with Donovan, I mean, excuse me, with uh, LaShawn McCoy and Brian Westbrook, you know, those guys didn't get a ton of carries their rookie year. I don't know if he's bringing in, like Clyde Gilbert Solaire could be an impact guy out of the gate. He's a great player, perfect fit with the system, but I think it's probably more about setting themselves up for the long term and having cheap options at wide receiver, running back. And Andy Reid has been as good as anybody in the NFL over the last decade, plus, the last two decades, excuse me, uh, about drafting skill position players and having them become impact guys. And so I think the rookie Wade scale, we have new CBA locked in, really factors into the favor there. You can go out and get a lot of talent that you can supplement, you know, Hill and, and Kelsey with uh, through the draft. And I think you'll see them continue to do that. Well, I wonder, I mean, do you sit here and think, hey, they can just move on from Hill and move on from, Watkins and, and go cheap at wide receiver and just, you know, churn the, these young players and just kind of figure, hey, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to make them work as long as we have, you know, good athletes as opposed to spending that much money along, you know, on our receiving core. I, I don't think they can completely go away from like to me, Tyreek Hill really is one of the, the pieces that makes this um, offense go as much as you know, it can be surrounded by Mahomes. But he's on a good I mean, he's on a cheap, a fairly cheap deal. I mean, you know, 15 million dollars or excuse me, $17 million, uh, $17.7 million cap hit next year, 15.8 the year after that, 20.6. I mean, those are pretty big cap hits, but you can work around it, and he doesn't have a bunch of dead money. So if, if, he, if, his, if he has off-field issues or for whatever reason, you know, injuries or he slows down and he's not the same explosive player that he has been, you can get out from under that. And, you know, you look at that contract with two years left on it, you wonder like, – I, really I really think what Andy Reid is trying to do is say, okay, in the – like – we're drafting McCole Hardman. Let's see what he develops into. And if we're right about him, then that's going to give us some flexibility heading into 2023 when Tyreek Hill is a free agent if we, if we decide that we want to go in a different direction. So I think you'll see him build depth at those positions, at the skill position, wide receiver and running back, and utilize that depth to give himself options when they're building out that roster down the road. Interesting. Do you think a Jones deal gets done before – uh, free agents before the, the franchise deadline next Wednesday? I, like I said, I, I would say no, because it, I think it'd be tough to pull something off because of what he wants. But in my mind, if you're trying to repeat as Super Bowl champions and you know that uh, Chris Jones is one of the key players on your defense, you know, aren't you, aren't you going to, and you do that Mahomes deal, don't you kind of think you can get something done with Chris Jones too? You know, like mm -hmm. it, it's sort of, Sort of slapping Chris Jones's face. And again, I know he knows he's not Mahomes, but if I'm if I'm Chris Jones, I'm like, hey, look, you got ten years, five hundred million laying around. You can't throw <laughs> your boy like three years, sixty million, or three years, sixty-five, like something. Hook, hook me up here, Andy. So I would think that he would be fairly upset about him not being able to get paid 
especially as a third round pick, you know, who's played really well, who last year did not, you know, wanted a new deal before last year, did not complain, went in, worked his tail off, was one of the best defensive players in football, one of the best interior defensive linemen in football. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes, for as much as he was underpaid, he's still a first round pick, the 10th overall pick. And, you know, he was, he has plenty of cash. So if I'm Chris Jones, I'm like, look, you know, this, I understand why you had to pay Mahomes, but, you know, I'm, I'm pretty important here too. Yeah, I think that's a very fair argument, and it'll be intriguing. I mean, I feel like it's not an accident that Mahomes' cap numbers stayed at the same place. Like, I think that's telling that they want to either give Jones a raise or sign Travis Kelsey to an extension or use that cap space for something in the short term. But I think, obviously, we will wait and see um, what happens there. Uh, in terms of what happens next, and I think this is another thing I want to ask you about because it's really interesting to me, Um you know, Mahomes got this contract, and obviously it is an outlier in terms of length, in terms of guarantees, in terms of total cash. It is nothing like any other contract we have seen for an NFL player in recent memory. So naturally, Will, what I want to ask you is about other players and whether they might qualify for this sort of deal. So let me start with this. Is there anyone who comes to mind to front for you as a likely candidate to get this sort of contract over the next couple of years? Well, I mean, having read your column on Patrick Mahomes and you noting that there isn't anybody who would really qualify. I, yeah, I think it's tough. There's not, it has to be a quarterback, right? And I mean, I think, can, can you think of anyone who wouldn't be a quarterback who would qualify for it? I have one, I have two, I have two possible answers. Really? One, I think, is actually pretty good, yes. Okay. So I was, I was thinking about this all basically all morning before we – I was like, all right, so you, so you can't – it has to be somebody who is eligible for an extension, first of all, right? Can't be somebody who's, you know, who is, is played, you know, one year in the league. Because that you wouldn't, you wouldn't give a tenure – you're not allowed to. You can't, you can't negotiate with players until after their third year of their contract. Right. So it has to be somebody who is really young – has played three years in the league would be a franchise cornerstone at a fairly premium position. And so I think that if you could wind back to last off season, Joey Bosa might be the guy you would consider, but you know, he's 23 last off season. He'll be 20. Oh, happy, happy early birthday, Joey Bosa. He'll be 25 tomorrow. So I don't know that you would give it to him now, obviously, because he's 25. So he would have been 24, I guess, if you gave it to him last offseason. And knowing that, I think you could viably give him a 10-year deal, understanding that he's not going to play the final you – know, he's, he's not going to get the final two years of the deal, maybe four years of the deal, because you're not going to guarantee those, those, those uh, extensions. And then the other guy that I think could potentially fit, and this is – I don't know if it's a premium enough position, but Tremaine Edmonds is mm-hmm. – only 21 he just turned 22 earlier wow. this offseason so he's only 22 he's played two seasons he was a pro bowler last year uh, fantastic year four quarterback hits pick uh, 115 total tackles one and a half sacks nine passes defense he's an all-around guy even if he's not you know e- e- even though he only plays the linebacker position sort of more of a versatile guy so i think that tremaine edmonds could possibly qualify the next offseason he'd be 23 you're hoping he can play at a high level for 10 years. I, I just think that's the qualifications you have to look for is somebody who is, was drafted super young and has produced at a high level mm-hmm. and that you believe can continue to produce at a high level moving forward over the next 10 years, knowing that it's really probably more like an eight-year deal. Makes sense. Now let me ask you, of course, about the first player who came to mind for me. You can probably guess who this is, but let's say Lamar Jackson – does not win MVP next year, but has a excellent season, leads the Ravens to a Super Bowl, is lauded as one of the best players in football, alongside Patrick Mahomes, of course. And after the year, now that he's played three seasons in the NFL, he's eligible for an extension. He goes to Eric DaCosta of the Baltimore Ravens and says, hey, I have an MVP and a Super Bowl win on my resume as a starting quarterback. I would also like a 12-year, $500 million deal, please. And walks away if you're the ravens are you comfortable giving lamar jackson that same sort of contract um and and for the record uh, lamar jackson would have been 
first guy that came to mind for me too. Yeah, but I, I was going non-quarterbacks. I don't want yeah. anybody to think like oh, that. <laughs> football. Like, what the hell's wrong with him? Uh, yeah, I, I think Lamar Jackson is right up there. The one difference, and ironically, Lamar Jackson didn't miss any time, while Patrick Mahomes did miss time last year with an injury while rushing the football on a, on a play that Andy, Andy Reid probably shouldn't have called. I, I think that the concern that you would have with Lamar Jackson is, is that this is a guy who has now, over the course of his first two seasons, rushed the ball 323 times, a.k.a. Derrick Henry's season last year. That's a lot of rushing. That, that sort of running, even though he doesn't get touched, and I think he's a lot better at avoiding contact than people think, um, you know, that's just the sort of thing where but the very nature of what you're doing makes it more likely that you're going to suffer an injury because it's just how it works, right? I mean, like you're just, you're just taking on more contact. Now, I, I think that given what he's done, like if the Ravens, so we're saying the Ravens win the Super Bowl in that case, right? I, I think they, I think if Lamar Jackson was like, I'm not playing again, unless you give me that deal, the Ravens would be like, all right, dude, we'll give you the deal. But you know what? <laughs> the guarantee, because you, know, you have the, the rolling guarantees or whatever, the, the guarantee, what do we, what do we say the word was? The phrase was uh, guarantee mechanism. Yeah. You have the guarantee mechanism, mechanism in place. So again, you, you know that when Lamar Jackson, he's 23 now, 23 and a half, right at 23 and a half, actually, uh, when he is, you know, I mean, in, in 12 years, he's going to be 35. You know, that around that 30 to 31 to 32 range, you're, you're probably starting to sort of think about what you can do as it relates to, to that contract and, and not picking up those guarantees. Yeah. I mean, I think you don't feel like it's as easy of a call as it is for the Mahomes situation, but I think you also can't really say no. Like, I feel like you would, you would really have to be, um, you know, you'd, you'd feel pretty bad because you'd be like, well, what is Lamar Jackson? What can he do to prove that he's, you know, at that level if he wins a Super Bowl? So, um, I, you know, I think it's going to be really interesting because I think you are going to see players, you know, whether they're Patrick Mahomes or not. It's sort of like, like the Michael Jordan thing, right? The Michael Jordan last dancing where it was like, yeah, Michael Jordan can get away with being a jerk because he's Michael Jordan. But you can't right. get away with being that level of a jerk when you're. 80% as good as Michael Jordan is. And the same thing Bill is true. Bill Willington can't be a jerk. Exactly. And the same thing is true with this contract, right? Like, you know, for Patrick Mahomes, it's fine. I have no qualms about this deal for Patrick Mahomes. I think I would be okay with it with Lamar Jackson, but I'd be a little scared about it. You know, Deshaun Watson, if he wants that contract, sure. I'm not going to fault him for that. But, you know, what happens when it's Jamal Adams? And Jamal Adams now goes to the Jets and he says, hey, yeah, I changed my mind. I don't want a five-year deal. I want a 12-year contract now. You know, like, what do you do? It's really a, you know, going to be fascinating to see if other players try to get this same sort of contract and what happens. Well, let me ask you, should Patrick Mahomes have gotten this contract? Not should the Chiefs have given it to him. Should he have wanted this long of a contract? I think that's a viable question, too. Like, did he, I mean, do you really want to be locked up to this number that you don't, you assume that, you know, these numbers are not going to, you know, you, you you assume that these numbers will continue to be in line with what the market is, and and right. we'll see what happens. But Calvin Johnson, a few years ago, when you know when he was at the peak of his powers and playing, he he had the top uh, top of the line contract for wide receivers, and no one would like dare to top it. Like even agents understood it, teams understood it, players understood it. It's like no, he's Megatron. You know, we'll slot in below him. So we'll, we'll, we'll I'm curious to see how this works for NFL player for quarterbacks. Because traditionally speaking, whether you're Derek Carr or Carson Wentz or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or Kirk Cousins, the next guy to get paid tops the market. Right. Will that be the case with Dak Prescott and Deshaun Watson? Or will they say, eh, you know what? He is Patrick Mahomes. We'll take a little bit less. I think that's just the tough part. Because if you're, you know, if you're the Cowboys and you want to re-sign Dak Prescott over the next uh, week or so, you look at the five years – on this deal, the first five years of this contract, Patrick Mahomes is making $141.5 million, which is about $28 million per year. We know Dak Prescott's extension. The numbers we've heard about are all in the 34 to $35 million a year range. So, you know, you're now realistically, Dak Prescott is getting a much larger contract than Patrick Mahomes over the next five years. It just so happens that after those five years, Dak would be a free agent, whereas Patrick Mahomes still has, you know, 
seven years and $336 million coming to him. So, you know, I, I think you're going to see the cowboy side of things sit here and say, hey, you know, we're going to bring your money down because, you know, you're not better than Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes makes $28 million a year relating to this contract. Whereas the DAC side is going to say, hey, Patrick Mahomes is averaging, you know, 39 $0.8 million a year in cash on this contract. That's what we want on a five-year deal. You know, we want $40 million a year. Um, but maybe it will be. Maybe, to your point, maybe it'll be the Calvin Johnson thing where it's just going to be this outlier that exists, you know, away from every other contract and you can't use it as as proof of anything. It was similar sort of to the Adrian Peterson deal uh, with the Vikings where that, that running back contract still stands out as the most lucrative, uh, if I'm not mistaken, running back contract in history, even though it's now, you know, almost a decade old. So, uh, it was, it's going to be really fascinating. And I think, you know, to see Mahomes go for that length of deal in a, in a situation where we have Dak Prescott wanting a short contract, where we have Deshaun Watson wanting a short contract. Um, it's really interesting. And I think it is, you know, I, I think it's going to end up being unique, but I also think there are going to be players who are going to think the same way Mahomes does. Yeah. And I, and I'm not criticizing over the cap or spot track or anybody like this, but I am curious, like you go to, you know, you go over the cap.com and you know, Patrick Mahomes is listed at $45 million a year. That's his average salary, but he does have those, you know, the two years before the extension kicks in, he's not, you know, over the length of this full deal, he's not making $45 million per year, as you point out. And so I, 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 I and you know, this, and I know this and agents know this and teams know this and, the media knows this. I, I don't think a lot of fans completely know it. I was explaining it to somebody the other day, and they're like, "What?" I can't remember who, whose contract we were talking about, but I, I was explaining a contract. They're like, "Wait, what? Like this is why is nobody reporting on this?" I'm like, "Look, the way it works is that, you know, people when this deal is announced, it's five hundred million dollars, ten year deal, Mahomes locked up." But you know, it's it. Those numbers are these numbers in football are always fudged a bit. Yes. Like the, the numbers in basketball are always just what they are because you're getting paid the, the fully guaranteed. The numbers in baseball are just what they are. Yes. These numbers in football are not, it's art. not accurate. Yeah. It's, it's like, how do you want to dress this up to make you look like, so, I mean, if you, you know, for instance, Lee Steinberg, who uh, was, you know, the, the OG super agent, the guy that Jerry Maguire is based off of, this is his first huge contract since he got back right i mean mahomes was his first guy he he he, he, he picked up mahomes mahomes turned into a superstar lands with the chiefs it, it all works out great top 10 pick um I, you know i think it was i think and i think the same thing probably applies to dak prescott like if you're dak prescott's agent you can't ask you like listen dak i know that you want to play for the cowboys i know you'll play for 35 million dollars a year what jerry wants to give you but here's the problem if I get if I talk if I convince you to take that, or if you take that, it looks like I convince you to take that, and then other people won't want to sign with me because you know I'm willing to get let my clients take less. It's, it, there's a there's a need for the agents to prop up what their players have gotten for sure in order to get more players. So if you sign Patrick Mahomes to a 10 year 500 million dollar deal, it's all anybody's talking about. Players on the like ESPN and CBS too, I think, had stories. NFL players react to Mahomes' deal, and it's like. Yo, that's crazy, but totally worth it. And all the, I mean, these people all see that. You know, they, uh, they were aware that Patrick Mahomes has gotten this, and it only serves to make uh, that agency more attractive for other, for other players. And, I'm not, again, I'm not criticizing specific agents. I'm just sort of saying that the process for, this report, for reporting these contracts is so just broken because of the way that the salary cap works and all that. And it, it's just very frustrating. Yes. I mean, Lane Johnson is the highest-paid offensive lineman in football for an extension which kicks off in 2026, like you know, and and that's not guaranteed. At least the Mahomes deal is partially guaranteed or is guaranteed in the future. Um, anyway, well, before we finish up here, I wanted to get to these props because I feel like this is a really interesting thing. We have very little information. We have two years of Patrick Mahomes to go off of, really, as a starter, plus that one start as a rookie. So I I came up with five props. We're gonna each give a number and see where that leads us. Uh, for the remainder of Patrick Mahomes' NFL career. So in 12 years or 15 years or whenever, I guess we will go back in time to this podcast, which will hopefully still exist somewhere, uh, and we will talk about what happened with the rest of Patrick Mahomes' career. Let's start with this. So passing yards for the remainder of Patrick Mahomes' career, if you had to set an over-under, 
what would you say to that? If you look at his, if he doesn't miss a start through 30, 2031, and we assume that 17 game season, we assume 16 games this year and 17 games in 2021, he would be on pace for 71,045 passing yards. Oh, man. So I will say that the over-under for the rest of his career, because I think he'll actually play beyond that 20. Are we saying for the deal or for the career? For the career. Okay. Uh, I'll set the over-under for him at uh, 75,000. 75,000? No, no, higher, higher than that, isn't it? 78,000. No. Wow. I mean, that, that's assuming everything goes right, which is not out of the question. Right, right. I, I would go under. I'll have to. Okay. But, uh, but let, let's hear it. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say that one of the things is that, you know, I think as they continue to put a bunch of money into the offense, like I, I don't know that the Chiefs defense is going to be is going to play as well as it did down the stretch last year. And that was one of the things you saw with Mahomes was, yeah, actually, 75,000 is probably too high. I, I, I would just say that I think that's like if everything goes right, that's 75,000. Yeah. We're looking for like, you know, a balance of, of, of how accurate or, or, you know, Things going right, but maybe not always perfectly. Maybe he misses half a season with an injury. Maybe he retires a little earlier than we expect. The number I had, I, I kind of figured maybe the, Chiefs, maybe the Chiefs lock up the first 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 the first round by six years in a row. You yes, know? right. Like I, I figured, I was probably pretty conservative. I was probably on the other side, probably a little too pessimistic. But I had, you know, I assumed twelve seasons. He plays sixteen games a season. Uh, so maybe you know the fact we're in a thirteenth season where he plays a game or two, but basically just. He has that many games, averages 290 passing yards a game. His actual average is 303 at the moment. Kind of figured maybe he drops off a bit as he gets older. I had 65,000, basically like right around 65,000 yards even, uh, including what he's done so far. Okay, that's, that, is, that is much more pessimistic than 75, or 78,000, certainly. Um, 78,000 would break, would be the number one right now. Breeze is at 77,416. I'll actually say that the over-under... I would set my over under at seventy one thousand nine hundred forty one, which would be uh, top Peyton Manning. Would, I think you, you're, hey, would you throw in the half? So it would be seventy one four nine one point five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That way, can you imagine if you pushed on that? Like you, you, ride, <laughs> you ride out this bet for for fourteen years, and he pushes like he beats Peyton by one, and then walks away from football. Um, I do think though that like. And we'll see how things play out. Obviously, a lot of these quarterbacks are playing longer and yeah. appear it, we, we think that these quarterbacks will play to the thirties, but we also are sort of just, you know, I, I think we're, we might be giving guys a little too much credit because we're like, look, breeze, Brady rivers, Manning, Roethlisberger, all day. It's like, well, those guys are all probably going to be hall of famers and, you know, legendary players. So I think that Peyton Manning number, I mean, Peyton played pretty late throughout his, you know, he played for 17 years, but you know, wasn't entirely healthy down the stretch and missed a season. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think I think somewhere in the sixty-five to seventy range is probably about. I mean, look at Andrew Luck, like that's not yeah. a out of the right? look at Cam Newton, look at Colin Kaepernick. I mean, there are definitely guys who you know you would have figured two years in, hey, these are Hall of Fame caliber players, not at Mahomes' level, but pretty close. And those guys are going to come pretty significantly short. Maybe not Cam if Cam has the you know has the comeback, but uh, you know all those guys are going to be well short of what we would have expected after two years. So I think you have to just build that in. But yeah, I think it's a somewhere in the 65 range makes sense to me. Um, what about passing touchdowns? Mm. I, I have it. You can... I have it. Yeah, same thing. 12 seasons, 16 games. Uh, he averages 2.56 touchdowns per game right now. I have my two and a half. I said 550, which is probably a little high. I think I think I'm okay with 550. Uh, probably good. I think that's good. I think one of the things that you have to factor in too is that again you're adding an extra game you're adding an extra game yeah. starting in 2021, and barring a rule change, let's not forget that Andy Reid and the usage of the jet sweep for those one yard touchdown quote unquote passes has significantly boosted Patrick Mahomes' production over the past two years. I mean, I'm not I'm not dogging him for it. I'm just saying, you know, that's reality. Like he's, it's, 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 right. I mean, like he's flipping the ball to to Tyreek Hill on a jet sweep and he gets credit for a passing touchdown when Really, it's it's more like a it's more like a rushing attempt. Um, I, I don't think they'll change the rule, but I think that certainly increases it, it on his current pace uh, through 2031. As I mentioned before, he would be he would hit 573. Yep. I would not be surprised at all if he he 
retired as the, uh, the, the number one guy in terms of passing touchdowns. Brady 547, Brady at 541. So you figure, I mean, 570 would be really good for either one of those guys. Yeah, I can't figure he would stop at 550, given that, you know, 570. It's probably going to be in the 570s after this year with Breeze and Brady if this is their last season. You'd probably figure it would stop there. Maybe he'd be the first guy to 600, not out of the question, but um, definitely want to feel like he's going to set the record there. What about MVP awards? He's already won one. Where do you think he finishes? So we, I think we came down and said that, um, we set the, on our podcast, we set the over under at three and a half MVPs over the course. And I would probably take, I think I'd probably take the under on that. If only because you saw last year, you know, you just get a special season from somebody. The other thing that that you have to factor in with the MVP is voter fatigue. You know, there's the, there's the offensive player of the year. And there's a reason why Bill Belichick and Mike Krzyzewski have a combined, I think, six uh, Coach of the Year awards. Even though they're, like, maybe the greatest coach in their respective sports, it's because that's not how people like to reward stuff. Peyton Manning, you know, I mean, you're, you're going to be you're gonna be competing with Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson. I, I don't care what you think. You know, you, you think those guys are worse than Mahomes, and they probably are, and that's fine. But somebody pops up and has a huge season like Lamar last year, and it's just, it's just hard to win the MVP. So I would say – probably lean under there. Uh, maybe he finishes like four total, but three more. Yeah, I'd go three and a half, and I'd put under. I'd put some juice on the under. What about yeah. Super Bowl victories? Again, already has the one. Where do you think he ends there? Uh, so if we're talking total Super Bowl victories, I think yeah. over under would be three and a half as well. And for MVP, I meant future three, so I should have said four and a half. But oh, uh, three and a half, right? So, like, you think he'll win two more MVPs? I, I I would go yeah I think I, I think he'll win two more MVPs um, maybe I'd set it three and a half with with you know I I, I said juice on the under I'd say probably three and a half with no juice with you know just regular one, t- ten cent either side um, but you know four wouldn't shock me either I mean three MVPs is hard to win yeah, yeah it's like it is I mean like we're, I mean we're I mean Tom Brady has does he have three or four he has he doesn't have two he basically has two <laughs> he has three. 07. I mean, he didn't win one to 07. He had three Super Bowls before he got his first MVP. 07, 2010, and 2017. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really hard to win the MVP. It's, it, it's, just, it's, just, it's just hard. Russell Wilson doesn't have an MVP, MVP vote. So, yeah, I think that's probably right. Super Bowls, I would say total, uh, again, three and a half. I think the total would be over under three and a half. And I would not want to bet on the under but i think that would be the prudent play because again super bowls are, are really hard to win you know the patriots have six of them with brady and belichick and if five plays go a different way they might have one yeah sure i i, I said three and a half with juice on the under so in the same yeah. boat there Perfect. here's the last one and i think this is gonna make chiefs fans upset but i feel like i have to ask you anyway number of teams Patrick Mahomes will play for. What do you set the line at? Hmm. Uh, I, it would be. Do you include the year over his career yeah. or like number? Because uh, I think if it's number of other teams, you have to set the line at point five. Right. I, I yeah. have it. I have it including the Chiefs one and a half with like. I, I would do one and a half, and the under would be like minus twelve hundred. Minus twelve hundred. Yeah. Oh, see, I think the oh, I would. I I don't. No, I would juice it to the over. Really? Okay. I just think the, I, I just think I mean like Tom Brady's a Buccaneer, Bill. Unless this is all a surreal um, <laughs> simulation, uh, style that is occurring right now with coronavirus and and, and and whatever's happening in life, and we wake up and he's still with the Patriots. Um, I just think like even like these guys are so competitive to the end, and they don't want to walk away from football because it's all they know. Now look, if I don't, I mean maybe Patrick Mahomes. Seven Super Bowls and five MVPs, and he, he retires as a somebody who only played for the Chiefs. I just think, and maybe maybe it's it's less relevant because Bill Belichick isn't involved. But you know, I mean, what great quarterback, what all time great quarterback didn't end up playing somewhere else? I mean, Montana with the Chiefs, Manning with the Broncos, Favre with the Jets, and then the Vikings. Um, it, it's these guys just want to keep playing when they don't. They refuse to believe that they're done when the teams think that they're done. And so I, I ultimately just 
would bet on him playing somewhere else, even if it's just for like two years. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I, I am willing to be the fair man. You've convinced me. I will say Ben Roethlisberger has been with the Steelers his entire career. Aaron oh, Rodgers with the Packers his entire career. But Eli Manning, speaking of all-time greats with the Giants his entire career. But I think you have a fair point, and I, I will argue that it should not be 1,200. I do think I do think if I was going to set the line, it would still be some juice on the under. I do think that, you know, we know, hey, he's got 12 years with the Chiefs if he wants it and the Chiefs want it. So I feel like that's an influence for me, but I do think that – um. Well, you're right. I'll, the I'll, I'll, play with the team are stronger than I was saying. Right, there's a good chance Aaron Rodgers ends up somewhere else. They just drafted Jordan Love. That's a good point. Um, Eli Manning would have played somewhere else, except his skill set deteriorated, and he and he's like, you know what? I I'm not spending my final year in Jacksonville just getting crapped on by the national media while I'm morph into an older Blake Bortles. Uh, and then Ben Roethlisberger is interesting because he has. Uh, so he is signed through 2021 with big cap numbers. If he wanted to play in 2022, would he play for the Steelers? Good question. I was not sure. I would, say, I would say no. Now I don't think he plays in 2022. I hope there's football in 2022. But if he, but if he, if Ben Roethlisberger decided to keep playing in 2022, my guess is that the Steelers at that point would have selected a future heir to to the quarterback position. He might have to play somewhere else. Well, if there's no football. In 2022, we're going to have to redo a lot of these prop bets. So we'll, we will have another podcast where we look back and, and uh, correct all the prop bets for the lack of football. But I'm hoping we have football in 2022. And when we do, Will Brinson, I am hoping you will continue to be the guest on the podcast because you are one of my favorites and an excellent guest for the show. Where can people check out more of not only your podcast content, but also your writing content as well? I actually wrote something the other day. about. Uh, I know. That's I why I brought it up. I need to start writing more. Uh, of course, it's cbssports.com. You can check it out there. And uh, you can um, you can find the podcast in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever else you get it, Twitter, at Will Brinson. And uh, you know what, Bill? Football or no football? I'll still podcast with you. Fun. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, buddy. All right, buddy. All right. Thanks so much to my guest today, CBS's Will Brinson. Always love having Will on the show. We'll be back next week. I think we're going to do a show right after the franchise tag deadline on Wednesday. So hopefully, cross our fingers, some interesting stuff happens then. Maybe a trade would be cool. Um, putting a wish out there into the universe for one of these franchise players. Maybe we see Yannick Ngakwe trade or something. But uh, until then, we will have more audio coming. So thanks so much for listening. And more on the way next week.